0: Welcome once again to 2022. Very excited to see what God has in store for us this year as people of God, as his church, as his as his bride. I'm interested in what he does in this local church and in our hearts and our homes and in this uh, our communities and this country and really around the world. And over and over again, I've seen over the, the last several weeks and months, I've had this I, I guess this idea in my heart of overcoming uh, overcoming that it just comes to mind. And so this year, our theme, just one word is overcomer. We are to be overcomers. And I'm believing for greater things this year. And no matter what we face, no matter what comes our way, no matter what happens, good or bad, what trials or struggles that we might have to face uh, this year, or what we're going through, we're more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, through through those who, who love him, amen. And so uh, there are many things that we're called to do. For those that are just maybe see the picture behind us, that was our uh, wedding anniversary in uh, 2019. It's, I feel like it's just been like forever since we've been on vacation or, or been for that wedding anniversary in Sedona. But it was uh, it was a, just a beautiful time in Arizona, and we were glad to get away. But you know, there's so many things that we're called to do. Uh, resting and, and relaxing we can do that but the last two years a lot of people have just been resting and relaxing and we're called to just do so many things for example we're called to love God with all our heart uh, soul strength and mind uh, do that well church do that well we're called uh, to see our neighbors and and love our neighbors but many don't speak to their neighbors that, that's just what happens so often at times and I wonder why is it is it fear uh, is it complacency? Is it simply uh, uh, selfishness or not caring? Or is it that we're just simply living in this life that's just busy and fast-paced, uh, the life that we're leading? We're called to make disciples. This is a mandate and a mission from, from God for all of us to do, right? We're all to do that. And, and without raising your hand, just how are we doing in that? How are you doing in that, right? Are, are you making disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ? Now remember, this is for the church to do, but this is for the believer of in Jesus Christ. It's not just for the pastor. Uh, it's not just for leaders of the church. We're called to make disciples. Go, make disciples. And how's that uh, being done from church to church, from place to place, from person to person, as God uses his gifts and, and talents and abilities to build the kingdom of God, and to save and transform hearts and lives. But what I've, I've seen, uh, especially over the last 20, 20 months, is, is that many have allowed their uh, circumstances and situations of life to take them off track, to take them off, off mission, right? Many have been consumed with life, with fear, uh, with isolation, with, with health issues, uh, with concerns for their job, their future, their family. And, these, and some of these things are you know, are good things, right? Uh, but with so many other things, and you can probably add to that list how many things, but, but these fears and hurdles very often just, we need to overcome them. We need to overcome them. They must be put down in many ways this year. In fact, we ought to be overcomers in Jesus Christ. This must go beyond a New Year's resolution to become... And overcomer. My concern is, is that many of these hindrances have caused many of us to lose sight of what God has called us to do, a vision for what God has called us to do, them to do, people to do, and, and who we are to be. And Many have lost sight of who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been defined in many ways by the world and the world's standards instead of God and God's standards. Uh, too many have capitulated to... To the world and and what they want and what they want from us, us, for us to be, for for us to look like, for us to sound like. They want to fill our hearts and words with what, what we ought to be saying. But I want to tell you, fill your hearts and mind with the Lord Jesus Christ and his words and what he wants us to do. The truth is we are to be overcomers and more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. The Bible calls us peculiar people, right? And so we are to act differently from the world because we are Different. And I don't say this in a boastful way. I, I don't say this in a, in a proud way, or, or I say this in a matter of fact way. We are to be different because we are different. We are children of God. We are to identify with, with Christ. And because of that, we are to bring love and, and light to a lost and dying world. We are, uh, we are to be salt to this world and in a sense uh, bringing flavor and preservatives as salt does to uh, a meal we are to be people of faith and of joy love light in the darkness world changers and overcomers i hope you believe that today and so uh, this this year's this theme we'll be looking at people who were Overcomers, And we'll look at situations that need a supernatural God to intervene, showing us that we cannot be overcomers on our own without God's help, without God's influence, without God's words, without God's support. And we will focus on overcoming and, overcom- and o- overcoming whatever that is that might be stopping us from doing what God has called us to do and to be. So our theme this year that I'd like you to consider is Overcomer overcomer. I've titled this first message of this year more than conquerors. More than conquerors. We ought to be more than conquerors. And and this is more than a New Year's resolution because an overcomer to be an overcomer or to be more than conquerors it should be a lifestyle. Many people start off the year making all these promises. Making all these New Year's resolutions, right? What they want to do, what they want to see done, but usually it doesn't even get past the month of January. And, and very often they miss the opportunity to turn these promises into lifestyles, and lifestyle changes and triumphs. And I'm suggesting that overcoming should be a lifestyle, a mindset, a heart change, a way of life. Change your mind and you change your destiny, but it has to start with a change of heart first. And then when you set your mind to something, you do it. You prayerfully, you carefully plan out those next steps. And and through the power of God, you go forward with what he has called you to do and what he has called you to set out to do. And once your heart is changed, it it becomes part of your DNA. At least it starts to become part of your DNA, uh, your lifestyle to become an overcomer. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me, in Christ Jesus, in me you may have peace. And in this world you will have trouble, the, w- the word of God says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has come and overcome the world. And so yeah, he has overcome the world and that should be in our heart, church, really. And when you look at this scripture, these, these three things point out, we, we, we are to have peace, we, we are to have trouble, it's gonna come our way, but Jesus has overcome the world. And, and this is not just something that happens in January. And this is something that happens all year long. And, and the sooner that we can start realizing this and, and understanding that, that this is what's happening, the things that are not necessarily always going to go our way, but we can start setting our mind to the things of Christ. And I'm suggesting that we, we uphold this idea of overcomer, overcomer in Christ Jesus. And while we will have problems, you can just see it. You can just see You don't even have to have a prophetic word to look out right now and see what's happening around the world. We will have problems, but we can still have peace in the midst of, of, of trouble. We can, have, we can have peace in Christ Jesus. Uh, we can have the midst, well, peace in the midst of struggling and trials, right, knowing that he has overcome the world. And in the end, we will have eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ for those who put their trust and faith in him and him alone. Hallelujah. This is good news, church. This is awesome news, church, right? Regardless of what happens this year, good or bad, uh, fix your eyes, fix your gaze on Jesus Christ, the savior of the world, the the author, perfecter, right? The finisher of our faith, the perfecter of our faith, uh, making overcoming a lifestyle, not just a New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. And if we can truly grasp some of these ideas uh, this morning, uh, today, even this, this week, and we will start to becoming overcomers and the way we act and live in many ways will start to change i believe that in my heart yes. a heart change a mind change has to happen for many people we start to glorify him praise him turn to him rely on him more and more we stay faithful to him and focused on him and follow his ways and so many other things in our life are going to to change and, and be changed jesus is our peace in the midst of trouble, we shall be overcome, as we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Would you stand with me for a few moments as we turn to Romans eight twenty-eight, Romans eight twenty-eight through thirty-eight, and it will be in this passage that says more than conquerors, more than conquerors. And we know that all things God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And by the way, when I start thinking about this word conforming in his ways, I think, do we look like Christ? Do we look like Christ in our our words, in our deeds, in our works, in our actions? When people see you, do they see Jesus Christ in you, right? Do they see that, right? Um, I also think of words like discipleship and and modeling and these types of things. And Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So there's this, this idea of modeling Christ in our words, actions, and deeds, right? Verse 30, and, and those he predestined, he called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him graciously, give us all things? You can underline these words and, and circle some of these words for those who have their Bible still or their their. Phones or whatever. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died more than that. Who has raised to life is the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Hallelujah. The Lord has resurrected and seating in the throne on high. Praying for us. Praying for you. Praying for me. Praying for us. Interceding for us. Verse 35. Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ, shall trouble, shall hardship, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, shall danger, or the sword, as it's written. For your sake we shall face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors through those who love him. For I'm convinced, this is great scripture church. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither this present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Praise the Lord for this word, hallelujah, hallelujah. And now, because of Christ's work, his good work, in us and through us, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. More than conquerors through him who has loved us. And we learn to understand his love. And as we learn to understand his love and his provisions, he will provide for us. He will protect us. And we will learn how to love him back and serve him in greater ways. And and our faith and our, our works should increase as our love and our understanding for him and about him increases as well thank you father god for loving us so much thank you for dying on the cross for us thank you for resurrecting lord and seated on your throne oh god high and lifted up oh god may our eyes be open lord to to these things oh god moving our hearts moving our homes moving this church moving this country oh god like never before, may there be a great revival taking place. May we fully understand that we're more than overcomers in you, Christ Jesus, more than conquerors. Help us, guide us, lead us in your ways, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, as we dive deeper into this theme and overcoming, and one thing that, one thing that might jump into your mind is overcoming What? What are we overcoming? And while today I'm not going to spend much time here speaking about about sin and the fall of a fall of man, but we need to understand some things about this. Right, uh, that man has sinned in the garden and chose to follow a created being over created uh, over over the Creator God, I should say. And when he did that, sin happened. Sin entered the world, and it was also a team approach. Adam and Eve got together and. Um, The first husband and the first wife and both sinned when they disobeyed God and ate of this forbidden fruit. And when they did this, they simply rejected God's word, rejected God's wisdom, rejected his ways and placed their faith in in someone else or something else rather than God. And we still do. These same things today in so many different ways. As as individuals and even uh, in a joint effort, we place God second, we place God third in our life and often in our family's life as well, and we sin. And the Bible says the penalty of the sin is death, separation from God, right? Romans 6, 23, for the wages, the cost, the penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So so when we sin, we deserve death. All of us, every one of us, have sinned. But the Lord comes to bring us life. The Lord comes to give us salvation. And for those who are in Christ Jesus, we learn from Scripture, there is no condemnation. Romans 8, verse 1 and 2 starts off by saying, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because, those, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Now some people think the, the the Lord wants to send people to hell, but that's just not true. Hell's a scary place, but and nobody should want to be there, and nobody should want to start heading in that direction, and I'm not going to speak about hell on this topic today, maybe sometime during the year, but, but we have to understand some things, right? It should be avoided at all costs, and he paid the price already. But we do need to understand some of these things. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in, in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of God, God's one and only Son. And then he goes on to say in verse 19 of John 3, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. The light of the world has come. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. We know Jesus is the light. Hallelujah. He's the light of the world, the savior of the world. Therefore, we cannot be condemned to hell. We cannot be banished uh, from his presence if we are in Christ Jesus. If we are saved, if we're born again, there is no condemnation. But we also know, and those that are listening from afar, there's also the opposite's true. If you're not in Christ Jesus, if you have not received him, then you're already condemned because you have rejected the only one, the only one capable of saving you and setting you free from the chains and bondages that shackle you, that save you from, that he's the only one that can save you from spiritual death and separation from a holy God. Jesus has overcome the grave and the sting of death is gone and without him we are all lost. But for those who have received Jesus Christ the master as master as savior as as lord you shall be saved and so you shall become an overcomer to be more than a conqueror. And to do this to be an overcomer and to be more than a conqueror we must allow the spirit of God to save us. Allow the spirit of God to save you. Jesus saves and the Holy Spirit convicts. At salvation we place our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, in Him alone. And, and through the Holy Spirit's convicting power, we are saved at salvation. The Holy Spirit resides in you immediately. Ephesians 2, 8-10 through puts it this way. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift from God, church. It's a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do what it says? To do good works, which God actually prepared for each and every one of us in advance to do. In a little while before we close this message, we'll pray for you and with you for those who want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. But the truth is you don't have to wait. As long as you're alive and breathing on earth, just speak to him from your heart and ask him to forgive you and to be Lord of your life. That's how simple it is. And then then work, work for him, live for him, love him. Now, what's beautiful about this chapter eight of Romans, if you think about it, since there is no condemnation in Christ and there is no separation in any way from his love, how can we be defeated? We cannot, there's no condemnation, there's no separation, and therefore there's no defeat, and we become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful thought that is. I don't know if you got that, but it is a wonderful thought. The Lord has given us everything that we need to live a fruitful life. And productive life in him and it's in him it's not in ourself it's in him and through him and as we pray and as we ask him to fill us and to meet our needs and those needs of other people and fill them with the knowledge of his will and ask for for wisdom spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding and knowledge we start to live a life worthy of the Lord and we start pleasing him in every way in Colossians 1 Verse 10 and 14, for those who are taking notes. It's okay to take notes. It's okay to write in your Bible. Some people don't like that, but hey, it's okay. First, i give you permission if you want to. First Corinthians chapter 1, 10 through 14 says, Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you might have... Great endurance and and patience, the word of God says, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. You're not qualified on your own. He has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus saves and the Holy Spirit convicts. Church, we have way too many Christians that are walking around deflated and defeated in life. Their thinking, their way of life, their behavior, their action has is already set themselves up for missing the mark the way they think. And we, and we begin to understand, we must begin to understand that we're more than conquerors in, in Christ Jesus through him who loved us. Our thinking needs to change. Our life will start to change. Our mindset must change. Our heart must change. Our thinking must start to change. Because if we're in Christ, we are to live and act differently. I I want you to get that today. We're not to walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, His Spirit, Holy Spirit, who resides in you at salvation. Don't miss this point. It's not about your work, our good deeds that save us. It's our position in Christ Jesus. That saves us. We're born again believers or we're not. It's that simple. We're, we're saved or we're not. We place our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ or we don't. And so many people just miss that simple point. You don't work for salvation. You don't earn salvation. You simply receive the free gift of salvation from Jesus Christ or you don't. Now, now don't go to the other extreme here either once saved with that idea or that mindset, I can do whatever I want, I can act however I please, no. No, that that idea that I said the sinner's prayer 20 years ago, or maybe I said it two weeks ago, it doesn't matter, but, but you're not exempt from, from living a, a righteous and holy life now. You're not exempt from that, because that's not the case either. You cannot be a Christ follower and continually live like the devil the rest of your life. It doesn't work that way, no. There must be a transformation of the heart, And that transformation of the heart is going to start to affect your body. And how you live and how you act must be ongoing and pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're following Christ or the devil, but not both. You're living for God or you're living for self or others, but it can't be both. You can't be doing both. You cannot be serving two masters at the same time. Choose who you will follow today, but it cannot be both. Now, while our salvation is not based on our works, it is out of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ that we get to work for and We get to serve him. And I'm constantly saying that saved people serve people. You see, when you love God... When you really love God, you're going to start loving people with a Christ type of love. You're going to start loving ministry. Oh, I want—I love God, so I'm going to start loving people. I'm going to start loving ministry. Saved people. Serve people. When you love God, you just want to start loving people with a Christ type of love. Love ministry. And when you don't give your time, talents, treasures to Him, to God, I wonder, are you really living for Him? Are you really loving God and loving others rightly? Because when you're born again, when you're a believer, when you have a transformation of your heart, a heart change, you start living for him rightly. Salvation comes first and then the Holy Spirit starts to guide you in all truth and action. This takes time, church. It takes time. It takes time to hear his voice and to learn his voice and to and to follow his, his ways. Make this your lifestyle. Make it your lifestyle to turn your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ today. And when you fall, we all fall. When you fall, when you fail, when you stumble, that does not mean that you're not saved. We need to understand that. But when you sin and you're constantly sinning and you're constantly defeated in your mindset, you have this negative mindset, be careful that it doesn't become who you are, right? Make sure it doesn't start to become your lifestyle, your way of living, your way of thinking. And if that happens, I wonder, are you really walking by faith? Are you placing your trust in in God, in, in, in faith, in Christ alone? Because His words say that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And that's what I want us to grasp today. We are to be overcomers. But this goes beyond natural work. This goes beyond our talent, right? Our generosity, even our ingenuity. It goes beyond that to be an an overcomer. This must be a supernatural work from God in us and through us. It's a supernatural work, church. When you're born again, when you give your, your life to Christ, your heart, your service to God, it's going to be revealed. It's going to be displayed. Through your actions, through your words, through your deeds, through your attitudes, right? You start to live for Him, not for yourself. And not to please other people either. You're trying to please the Lord. And when you truly love Him and follow Him, there is no condemnation. And you become an overcomer. So no matter what other people say, no matter what other people think, that's not what matters most. What matters most, church, is is what the Lord thinks. And what he thinks of you. And get this. When you're saved. When you're really saved. He sees Christ in you. Therefore God has not condemned his son. And therefore he will not condemn you either. Remember we all deserve death. Which is the penalty of our sin. But what we get is mercy. Hallelujah. What we get is grace. We don't get what we deserve. Instead, we get His free gift—the the free gift of salvation—to those who place their trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in Him alone. Remember this too: that the law speaks to our mind; it can guide you, it can help you, it can teach you, it can motivate you. Right? It can tell you things about God, but it cannot transform your heart. It cannot give. It cannot um, bring life to the flesh. It cannot bring life to dead bodies. Only the Holy Spirit can do that for you. And so God sends his son, his only son into the world, not to condemn, but to bring his gift, his son. And because of that, we can have eternal life, everlasting life, abundant life in Christ Jesus. Once we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, now we are alive. Praise the Lord. All glory goes to God. Now we are saved and we walk according to his spirit and to his words. Thank you for that, Kelly. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to be overcomers, more than conquerors, we need to be saved first. And then we need to allow the Spirit of God to guide us. Let the Spirit of God guide you. And so often our flesh trumps our spirit and we sin. Again, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. When we sin, repent. That's how simple it is. Repent. Turn away from that action. Turn away from that sin. Turn away from that thing that hinders your relationship with God and ask Him to forgive you. Because sin hinders our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So turn away from it and He will give you the power to overcome these hindrances through the Spirit of God. Galatians 5 verse 24 through 25 says... Those who belong to Christ Jesus crucify the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Church, allow the Spirit of God to lead you daily. Walk with Him daily, prayerfully, carefully. There's a battle that takes place in our mind, and it's real. A battle to submit and to surrender to the Spirit's prompting. Remember, your mind remembers the past. Past sins, past hurts, past failures, past whatever. You can fill in the blanks. And there are lists that, that, of things that are going to hinder your growth and your development. To stop you from succeeding and stop you from overcoming in life. It could be so many things. Uh, Maybe lack of discipline. Maybe maybe lack of a mentorship. Maybe lack of education. Maybe lack of caring. But whatever it is, it could be changed by submitting to the power and the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not not to any other power, but His power, His authority. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Place those things behind you in the new year. That's your past. Those hindrances, those sins. That's your past. Today, allow the... Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you in all truth. Allow Him to forgive you. Allow Him to heal you. Allow Him to transform your life. You see, our mind is stubborn. I don't know if you know that. The mind can be so stubborn about against the things of of, of God. But it can be changed through the power of God submitting to His will and ways. So many things are not going to change if you won't change. Even in the natural. This is even good speaking in the natural. Many things won't change if you won't change. If you continue to walk alone and continue to walk in darkness. Some of you right now who might be listening here or at home, right, have hardened hearts. And thank God that he doesn't call us out publicly and say, I know what you did last night. I know what you did last week and embarrass us. Many people are getting away with sin. You might even be getting away with sin today. I, I don't know. Some of you, we do know. We see your life. We see the sin, we see the lifestyle, we hear the language coming out of your mouth, we see the lack of, we know you're living in sin. And while this might be hard to hear, it's not to offend anybody in this room or anybody listening from afar, but it's actually to save you, hallelujah. We want to help you and we love you and, and we want to love you through mistakes. We want to love you through failures. We want to love you through your, your, your hard times and, and your pain. And who do we want to point you to? Not to me, not to this church, but to Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We want to point people to Jesus and this holy book and his words. Hallelujah. And we want to encourage you to live a life holy and pleasing unto God. Many are simply living in rebellion. Many are, are simply too worldly. In their thinking, know this, eventually your sins will find you out. That's just how it goes. And if they don't find you out in this life, they're going to find you out in the next life. Let me tell you that. Our flesh, our flesh, right, left to itself, is always going to lead you astray into the path of destruction and death and hardship and pain and suffering and shame. Our flesh cannot save us. Our flesh cannot please God. But when our spirit is awakened by God and alive and being moved and motivated by Holy Spirit, when that starts to happen and we start to submit and surrender our lives to God and allow Him to lead us and to guide us, we become more than conquerors. We become overcomers. If you want to be an overcomer this year, more than a conqueror, we need to be saved. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. And finally, we need to allow the Spirit of God to fill us. Allow the Spirit of God to fill you. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We know this. Again, at salvation, the Spirit of God is alive in you, but has He filled you with His power? And has He and this has created confusion in the church and in fact really around the world. And we teach at this church that there's something that happens after salvation that is important to live a fruitful and productive life that goes beyond salvation in a sense some kind of empowerment that maybe is not seen or felt initially at salvation and and i like to end this message speaking about the baptism of the holy spirit and his power uh, for just a few more moments now now i can't answer all the theological questions and mysteries around this empowerment and, and many people are so much more smarter than me and um they tried and and there's still great debate over some of this stuff. So let's not divide over this. Let's just understand what's happening here. And so I'm going to try to add some clarity to this if I can, but again, I am not speaking about salvation right now at this moment. I'm speaking about the Spirit filling, the empowerment, the, the Holy Spirit in uh, empowering us, supernaturally empowering us. And, and so I want to do my best over the next few moments, hopefully to answer some of, some of these questions with, what, while challenging us to go deeper with God, not fear him, but go deeper with him and desire more of him and surrender more of our will over to him. Again, this is not again about a new year's resolution as much as it is about a lifestyle, right. a lifestyle, a changed heart, a mindset. I want everything that the Lord has for me. I don't know about you. And I, and I really mean this. Don't raise your hand, but do you really want what the Lord has for you? Do you really want everything that the Lord has for you? Do you really want it? Now, now, just think about that for a moment. So many people say yes, and then they take no steps towards that end, right? Some, some might say, oh, well, well pastor, you're, you're talking about a gift now, and, and a gift from God, and, and even if I wanted certain gifts, right, this doesn't mean that I will get that gift. Yeah, yes, that's true. And that's why... I, I kind of worded it the way I said it. Do you want everything that the Lord has for you, right? My answer is yes. If your answer is yes, praise God. Continue to press in for more and more and more. But don't let it just be a head thing. Let it be a heart thing as well. Let it be something that you're actually desiring from God and seeking after Him. Amen? Go, go after it, right? Pray about it. Ask, ask Him, right? Desire to be filled with more of His presence and more of His power. Desire more of Him. Now, now let me say this too because it gets confusing. You are not getting more of the spirit like at salvation, I get 30%. And then I, I read, I read a, a chapter from John and I get 40%. And then I hang out with Michelle or I hang out with, with other people, Chris, and other people in the church. And I get now I'm at 50%, maybe 60%. And the more I press in, I go higher and higher and higher. No, it doesn't work that way. At salvation, you get 100% of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that this is not salvational. You get 100% at salvation. So that, at salvation, you get 100%. But there's something more that happens. There's something more that happens after salvation. There's something that Jesus said to his disciples that his father wanted us to know and to have, and it comes after salvation because the disciples and the apostles were already saved when they were talking about this. And so while it's true that we have access to every spiritual gift from God, we don't always get every gift from God. And that creates problems for people. Selfishness and pride often... Comes in. Often they say, I, I, I want someone else's gift. I don't like the gift that God gave me, so I want someone else's gift. I, I like Bob's gift. I want what Bob has. I like what he has. So I want someone else's gift, right? That's what seems to happen, right? They, God has given you gifts, but I want someone else's gift. Many are complacent. Many are just comfortable with what they already have. They're not looking for more. So their mindset is, whatever I got at salvation is good enough for me. Just let it be. And maybe for them that's true. Maybe for them that's okay. Maybe also, if you're not going to use what you already have, why are you praying for more? Why do you even need more if you're not going to do more? Well, maybe you're just comfortable with what you have. So why seek more? But for me, I want more. I want whatever the Lord has for me. Good or bad, I want it because because His discipline is good for us. And I know that the... The spirit empowerment is something that we can all have. Jesus told his disciples to wait for the promise. Something that's coming after salvation, right? The baptism in the spirit. And this word baptismo means to immerse, to be fully engulfed in, to immerse in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's why when we baptize people here, uh, there is a tank up there. We baptize them here or or at a, a family's house. We totally immerse them. We have to be immersed in the things of the Spirit, and the things of God the Father, of God the Son. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5 says, On one occasion, while Jesus was while Jesus was eating with them, with who? With his disciples. He gave them the command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the, the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized in water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now we know this is fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 and it's ongoing. But let me quickly say this too. This idea of witnessing, evangelism or witnessing, it's not just evangelism through proclamation. It's about being a witness. Being a witness in life, in word, in deed, in action. And so we are to be a witness. Be, be. Be a witness. This is not just proclaiming his words, but it's living it out in a godly fashion. So not only do we love God, love people, love ministry, but we are also to model Christ in words and actions. We ought to be a witness. And it starts in our hearts. It starts in our home. It starts in our church and our communities. And it works its way out further and further and onward. It continues wherever you are, wherever you go, even to the remote places on earth, promote Christ in word, in deed, in action, in love. Now we see the results of this, that they were waiting and praying and being in unity and community and all of a sudden, all of a sudden they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled. This was supernatural. Supernatural tongue. This was not a language they knew. First Corinthians thirteen talks about this. There were tongues of men and of angels. This means that some of the language could have been known. Some of the languages most certainly were not known. But all of the languages were known were unknown to the one who was speaking. And you can read again more about this in 1 Corinthians twelve through fourteen, chapter fourteen. Great, awesome chapters. In fact, read the whole Bible this year. It's awesome. If you keep reading the book of Acts, you'll see that this is a supernatural occurrence happening several times, not just one time, and it happened over decades. And specifically, if you read Acts chapter 2, the people were were around, heard their own native languages being spoken. and, And that right there could have been a miracle itself, that the miracle could have been they heard. But it was more than that. What did they hear? The disciples were declaring the wonders of God in in the hearer's language. Verse 12 and 13 says, they were amazed, they were perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Somehow, however, made fun of them and said, they had too much wine, too much vino, right? And we see this kind of treatment happening today throughout our society. People are confused, people are perplexed. Many have made fun of the supernatural, miraculous phenomena. Why? Because people don't believe it's even possible. In fact, uh, Peter goes on to explain that these these disciples, they're not, they're not drunk. It was only 9 o'clock in the morning. And then explains what the prophet Joel said is happening right now in the last days. God, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, on all flesh. And this continues to happen right through the book of Acts and continues over the next 30 year period. In fact, it continues throughout the church age. And we are currently living in the church age. Just read the book of Acts. It doesn't have an ending. We are living in the last days. You need to get that church. And we are considered Christ's disciples. That means this is for me. This is for you. This is for us. This is for our children. This is for our children's children. And we continue right through the church age until we die or are taken up in glory. Taken up in the rapture to meet Him in the air. What a glorious day that will be when my Jesus, we shall See, and let me be clear, church, there's more to come after salvation. Salvation is only the beginning of your relationship forever, your, your forever relationship, your journey for eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much more to come after salvation. That should excite you, church. He wants, he wants more, and he wants us to be more like him. He wants us to be in constant prayer. He wants us to be in communication with him on a daily, regular basis. Uh, being spirit filled and be and, and baptized allows us to, to for this to happen in greater ways. He wants to empower us greatly. He wants to utilize us greatly. He wants us to 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 be overcomers in Christ Jesus and live a victorious, fruitful life, a victorious life in him. But so many just settle as I'm saying, I made it to heaven. On the surface, that's great. I made the team. I made team Jesus. I'm going to heaven with him forever. Then I don't care about anything else that takes place after it. But why are we stopping there? That's not the end all. That's the beginning of your lifelong journey with him. Don't don't we believe the Lord's words? That we are more than conquerors. That something more is taking place. There's more to come after salvation. We are overcomers. There's more that's going to happen. So after salvation, we're expected to do certain things. After salvation... You should be baptized in water. Why? Because God's word says so after salvation. After salvation, you are to receive Holy Communion. Why? Because his word says so. After salvation, there's more to come. There's more growing. There's more learning. There's more discerning. There's more teaching. There's more work. There's more service. There's more developing. There's more things to do. The Bible says that we're supposed to live a life holy and pleasing unto God. We are to Sacrifice. We are to be generous people. We are called to be good stewards. We are called to be servants, serve people with a Christ type of love. Again, why? His word says so. And he told his disciples, wait for the Holy Spirit. So there's something that they were to wait for and pray for, something that they should expect to receive. Because we believe his words. We obey them. How simple is that? You believe this book you believe God's words obey them. Do we have access to every spiritual gift? Yeah I believe we do. Will we receive every gift? No. He will distribute them according as needed to his will. But do we have access to this gift? This infilling? This this empowerment? Absolutely. It's for all believers and for their children and their children and their children. We want to have a victorious life a life of power, a life of success, a life of overcoming. It can only be done through the spirit empowerment. It comes after salvation, not before. And this is much a much deeper study. I get that. I'm ripping through this. I get that. But but so many people have just settled for less. Maybe because they're scared. Maybe they're scared of getting more. Maybe Maybe they're scared to obey the words of God. Maybe they're scared... Of their calling, maybe they're scared of who they are in Christ Jesus, and, and the world has just stained their mind, and, and, and they now have they have like tunnel vision and they can't see. And as we look at this 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 year and the stories this year throughout the Bible, let's remember obedience to God is so important, church. It's so important. Listen, storms obeyed Christ. Demons obeyed him. The young cult, never written before, he gets on it and he just starts. Why? It obeys him. They all submitted. Nature submitted to God. They all submitted. They all heard his voice. They all heard his words. And they all submit to him. But people, people, we won't submit. We won't obey We have problems. We we have free choice. One One thing great about America, we have free choice. One problem in America, we have free choice. But thank God he's given us free choice. But all these other creatures and animals and nature, they all respond to a holy God. But so often, no, we will not do it. We will not conform. We will not obey his words. We won't submit because of sin because of selfishness, because of so many other things. We have a choice to obey and submit or reject his words. But the true, the true disciple of Jesus Christ is called to the surrendered life, a life of love, a life of service. We are called to the crucified life, die to self, live for him. We surrender ourselves and we live for him. We We put our will and our life in His hands, in obedience to His words, and then He will release more. I believe that, church. As you surrender your will to Him, He will release more, and you will be more fruitful and productive in your life. More gifts, more wisdom, more power, more authority, more, more love. You plus God make you undefeatable. Oh, if that's the only word you hear today, you plus God make you undefeatable as as we desire to go deeper with Him. He will release more to us. More to you, youth. He will release more to us. I believe that. So make it a lifestyle to go deeper with God this year. In prayer and praise and power and authority. With intentionality. We need to do it and be intentional, Michelle. And Michelle? Intentional, Eminem. Right? We need to do this and be intentional about it. In prayer and praise. Become an overcomer. Be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. But it starts with being saved and and listening and obeying his voice and guidance. And and then finally allowing him to fill us with his power. And if it's been a while, allow him to refresh you. Allow him to refresh you. Allow allow him to wake wake the inside of you up. Power up, church. and, And may that power be released through you. Amen? Will you just bow your head and close your eyes just for a few moments? We reflect on this message. For some of you, you might never received God, Jesus Christ. You're still not sure if you were to die today, would you be with him in glory forever and ever? If if that's you, just take a moment in your heart and, and just say, Lord, that's me. I am not sure if I'm going to heaven or hell. Turn your life over to him right now. The God we serve is the God of creation. He's the one who made the heavens and the earth. He's the one that created us. He's the one who sent his son. If we have anxiety, if we have depression, if we have a sickness, if we're hurting in some way, he can transform your heart and your life. But but let it start. He can do all he can he can, he can heal your body even before you're saved. But I'm telling you, if you want to be an overcomer, more than conqueror, you need to receive Jesus Christ. He sent his son to earth to give his life he went to a cross he died he overcame death he overcame the grave right he's now alive and if you believe these things repent for your sins invite Jesus to be Lord of your life you will be saved you will be an overcomer it will begin you will begin to become more than conquerors simply speak to him from your heart Lord save me Lord rescue me Lord help me Lord forgive me Lord I give you my life transform my life And if you did that right now, or something like that right now, you are saved. Now go live for Him. Hallelujah. For some, we need to be revitalized. We believe in the gifts. We believe in the empowerment. We believe in the Spirit filling. But we haven't felt that power and His presence in such a long time in our life. We can't even remember the last time we spoke in the heavenly language. We simply have been satisfied the status quo. This year make it a lifestyle to go deeper with the Lord Jesus Christ. Deeper in His presence. Deeper. Deeper in the power to be an operation in your life. Ask for it. Desire it. Wait for it. Pray for it. And really this is for the entire church. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's more to come after salvation. Let's go do it. Let's be overcomers. Let's be more than conquerors. In Christ Jesus, will you stand with me? These altars are open for those who need prayer and want us to pray with you. And want to just pray alone or remember tonight starts the week of prayer at 7 o'clock. Come and pray and praise and and be with other like-minded believers. And don't just make this a New Year's resolution. Make this a lifestyle. Let's, Let's worship the Lord for a few more minutes.